So you know you should have a budget, but you're not quite sure how to get started. And let's face it, the idea of living within the construct of a budget sounds awful to you. If that's you, you're not alone. My name is Jim Martin. I'm a financial advisor and the founder of Martin Wealth Solutions. We're a firm that's completely committed to helping people plan for and enjoy retirement. In fact, it's highly likely we help people just like you plan for and enjoy their financial lives, plan for and enjoy their retirement, and ultimately help put them on the right trajectory to hit their goals. But today, we're talking all about budgeting, why you need a budget, how to budget, and how you can simplify that. I'm excited about today's show. Talking about budgeting, well, it's not necessarily exciting, but it's one of these necessary evils. And in life, we have to go through a lot of things like this. In fact, my son is 17. He's a cross-country runner, and he started to get the interest of some colleges, and we're beginning the process of going out and visiting colleges. In fact, that's what we did this weekend. We went out. We went on a college recruitment visit. We met with a coach and the team. So this is his third college visit, and I was not a recruited athlete in high school. I was a pretty good soccer player, but not enough to have people knocking on my door, giving me their cards, and sending me emails, inviting me to their schools to take a deeper look at what they did. So this is a fascinating journey for me to kind of see what that's all about and definitely exciting for him. So on this visit, it was interesting. We did a lot better as a family unit this time than our first time. The first time we did it, we didn't know what to ask. We didn't know what to expect. It was really kind of virgin territory for us. And you know, like a lot of things in life, you don't know what you don't know. But this time when we went to this school, we were prepared. We had our list of questions. We had what we wanted to see. We had what we wanted to get answered. And ultimately, it's my son's decision. It's not my decision. It's 100% his. He can go anywhere he wants as long as we can pay for it financially and it makes sense for him and it has the major that he's after. With that said, I do want to help be his guide along the way, but I'm going to be honest. He's a very good athlete, much better than I was. But with that said, that like nobody's coming up with bags of money for a cross-country runner. It's not football or basketball or maybe even baseball. It's just that's not what this is. What it is, though, is getting to know people at the school and making sure it's a really good fit for him and what he's trying to accomplish. So there are some parallels between the college recruitment process and your financial journey. And one of the big ones is you don't know what you don't know. So I remember that first journey, we, the first visit, rather. We showed up at the school not sure where to go, what to do, what questions to ask, and how it all worked. And on this third visit, we're very prepared. In fact, we have in our, not in our neighborhood, but close to us, we have a, a big-time college football coach. So I bit his ear and asked him, what are the questions we need to ask? And he gave us a list of questions that he thought were really good that we could ask, and that was really fun to get the answers to those questions. What this does and what it did is it allowed my son to make a decision on his future with his eyes wide open and not leave any questions unanswered. What's the support system? How does it work for choosing academic classes or housing or all of these different things? Do you cater to athletes or do you cater to academics? He's good on both. So we, we really didn't care, but you want to know the answers to these, right? You want to know the same thing as it relates to your income plan or your investment plan. But the biggest challenge that I find that investors have is they're not quite sure where they're at on their journey. And that's one of the reasons why over the last couple months, I've been building out a scoring system for people so they know where they're at on their financial journey 
what I refer to as your retire smart score. And I think it's really important for people to understand where they're at financially on their journey. And we built the score around it. And the idea conceptually is you answer some questions and it lets you know if you're on the right path or not. Just like Kyle's recruitment process, what we ultimately want him to find is when he talks to his school, is he on the right path? If he falls in love with this school, what does he need to do to ensure that he's one of the runners that they're going to want to recruit, that they're going to want to select? Because recruitment's very, you know, very competitive. Believe it or not, there's a lot of people that run, just like there's a lot of football players or volleyball players. You ultimately want to make sure that you're just on track to run at that school, to play at that school, to go to that school if that's what you want to do. And for folks who are at home, you ultimately want to find out, are you on track to retire when you want to? Or are there things you need to do now to put yourself in a better position tomorrow? If you're interested in getting your retirement score, go out to retiresmartscore.com. You'll answer six easy questions, and it'll let you know if you're on track. And I think it's a really powerful thing for any of us to know, are we doing the right things? I do that in my business all the time. We have benchmarks and key performance KPIs that we follow just to make sure that we're delivering the right amount of service to our clients, that we're doing the right things, that we're growing at the right pace. Every business does it. Every individual does it. So there's no reason why retirees shouldn't have a score or a a report card to let them know if they're on track or not, because how do you know otherwise? And that's what a budget does as well. Budgets are really powerful as well because they allow us to stay within the confines of that retirement score. So once we figure out, hey, can we actually retire or are we making enough money to pay our bills? How do we stay within those guardrails? And that's the budget, if you will to not run out of money or not to live paycheck to paycheck, but to to have that financial freedom. So let's talk about the world's easiest way to budget. This is my opinion, but you know, I've done this a long time. And what I found is that, you know, folks who are out there, they can do some small things to put themselves in a better position to retire. And what I found is a budget is helpful, but what I personally can't do is budget for every penny. I just can't do it. There is no way in the world that I'm going to be able to budget for this pen that I'm holding. Now, I can budget for it as part of an overall bucket of expenses, but this individual pen doesn't work for me. And, you know, I'm a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro, and, and Dave talks a lot about having an every dollar budget. And I think, by the way, if you're the person that is hyper detail oriented, I think that's a great way to do it. I want to be very clear. I think there's a, he has a great website called Every Dollar. And if you want a budget and you can mark it down to the penny and that's kind of your personality, that's a great place to go. I mean, it really is a great app. Uh, I think there's a free version and a paid version. And, you know, you might pay the 10 bucks a month because it gives you so many more bells and whistles. Again, if you can budget down to the penny, that's for you. Now, I'm not that guy. I, I just can't do it. I can do it for about a month and then I lose focus and I lose track of it. And I think that's true for a lot of people. In fact, I think it's true for most people. So what I want to teach today is what is the world's simplest way to budget? Now, maybe it's not the world's simplest way, but in my opinion, it's one of the most simplest ways to budget and stay ahead of your budget. So let's talk about people that are in their 40s to their 60s. So these people that are pre-retiree, folks who are not yet retired, who are working a job, Uh, or own a business and saving money every month and want to say, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I got to do better. I know I need to keep a budget, but it seems really hard, Jim. So let's talk about the first thing you need to do. You need an emergency fund. 
no matter what, before you start budgeting, you need to build an emergency fund. And an emergency fund is going to be three to six months of expenses. So that's the first thing we're going to want to do is build that emergency fund. After the emergency fund is built, number two on our list, the second thing you're going to need to do, begin to save 10 to 15% of every dollar you make. I want you to pay yourself first, okay? It's really important. Pay yourself first. Build the emergency fund, then pay yourself first. 10 to 15%. Yeah, obviously, it's different for different people. Again, that's different for different people, and that's why it's important to know your score. If you're way behind, you might have to save 15%. If you're right on track, that 10% might be perfect. So make sure you get your retirement score or do a financial plan with your advisor or do the math on your own to figure out what percentage you need to save. But for most of us, it's going to be between 10 to 15%. Now, that doesn't include the match, okay? So if your company gives you a 6% match, it's not that you can do 6% yourself and then get another 6% and say, hey, I'm saving 12. No, you're saving six and your company's giving you a benefit, which is a 6% match. Now it's real money, it does count, but this is hard work, right? Like you're gonna have to do the heavy lifting in order to retire and do the things you wanna do. And again, it may be the goal's not retirement for you. If you're in your 40s, the idea that you might retire, maybe you don't, maybe you're just trying to figure out how do I have more financial freedom, okay? but we do wanna pay ourselves first. So that's number two on the list. Number three on the list, and this one's a little harder, and it's gonna be different for everyone out there, but I do think you need to have a savings account, not an emergency fund. I don't wanna confuse the two. An emergency fund is there if all heck breaks loose and you need money. The savings is, look, you've got a car. You're gonna to have to replace that car at some point, right? You've got, you gotta put a roof on the house or you wanna take a big trip with a family. You need to save some money. I don't know what that dollar amount is. Maybe that's $200 a month. Maybe it's $1,000 a month. Everyone's different. You're gonna have to look at your lifestyle and how do you fund that lifestyle, okay? It's really important. And then once you figure out that number, then you move on to the fourth thing on our list. And this is the best part, spend the rest. Spend it all. I don't care where you spend it. I don't care how you spend it. Here's what you've already done. You've already built an emergency fund. Awesome. That's amazing. Now you don't have to worry about an emergency. You can withstand the storm. That's really cool. You're saving between 10 to 15% of everything you make. Amazing. You're gonna have enough for financial freedom in the future as long as you take into account where you're at and make sure you get your retirement score along the way. Number three, you're saving for other purchases that are gonna come along. We know you're gonna need cars. We know you're gonna take a trip. Whatever those are, we wanna have an active savings goal around that so you can plan proactively. And last but not least, spend the rest. I don't care what you spend it on, how you spend it, doesn't matter to me. You can go to the casino and blow it all. Don't do that, that's really dumb, but you can in theory do that if you want to. It's your money. You've already done all the heavy lifting. Go have some fun. The problem is, Many people put the fun at number one and they put everything else below it. I think it's great, but you're gonna have to delay gratification. That's part of being an adult. It's not the fun part. I don't like it and nobody likes it. I wanna spend all my money on fun things. That's just not how life works. So I would say, leave it on there. It's important, have some fun. You don't have to plan for every dollar. Build an emergency fund, save 10 to 15% in context with your financial plan 
save for those bigger purchases along the way, and then have fun with the rest. That's how you budget. That's the world's easiest way to budget. You don't have to think about it every day. You don't have to drive yourself nuts. L live your life the way you want to. There's no systems. This is just every month you're going to go through the same process. Every month. And once your emergency fund's built, you don't have to rebuild that. So you should have some extra money to do cool things. But that's only when you're between 40 to 60 or 40 to retirement. What do you do when you retire? Well, the math changes a little bit because now we don't have an income coming in, right? We're not really worried about saving money at this point, but we are worried about running out of money. So what do we do if you're about to retire or already retired? Here's what we want to do. We obviously want to make sure you have an emergency fund if you don't have one. Believe it or not, there are people right now who are retired that don't have an emergency fund. Quite frankly, that would be a little scary to me. So I want you to build an emergency fund first. That's really important. But we're not worried about saving money for retirement at that point. If you're already retired, you don't have to worry about it. I don't care if you're 50. I don't care if you're 60. I don't care if you're 70. If you're retired, you're retired. You should have retired and had enough money. You should not have to worry about saving more money. Unless you've got a side business and some other income or your spouse is working. There's obviously caveats to every rule that is under the sun. So there are caveats in, in different circumstances that exist, and you need to play that by ear. You also should be saving some of your income that you have coming in for those big purchases, or you should be planning for those big purchases within the context of your financial plan. So if you have a financial plan, and what we're really talking about here is your income plan, your income plan as it relates to that. But here's how we're ultimately going to do it. We're going to add up all of your income. So if you're retired, we're going to add up your social security, your pensions, your rental income, all the income you have, right? All of it. Then we're going to take a look at your investment portfolio, your 401ks, your IRAs, your Roth IRAs, your brokerage accounts. And what we're going to do is figure out what's the income capacity of those dollars. So how much will those generate in income? And then we're going to add the two together. And let's imagine that your pensions and your social security add up to $4,000 a month. And then you saved another million dollars on top of that. And from an income capacity perspective, that would generate, let's just say, $40,000. I'm just throwing numbers out here, guys. So what we're going to know then is you're going to get $48,000, right? $48,000. You're getting four a month from social security and pensions and rentals and whatever else. And you're getting forty all in from your investment portfolio, which means you have $88,000 to spend. Out of that $88,000, you need to account for taxes. That's really important. You need to make sure you're saving some of that or have budgeted in for those big expenses. And then guess what you get to do with the rest? Spend it. Look, what are you waiting for? You can't take it with you. You might as well spend it. I like spending money in retirement. I think it's a great idea. I like spending money now. I'm retired. We have a great life but I follow these rules. I have an emergency fund. I save 10 to 15%. I'm saving money for bigger purchases. And then I just spend the rest. And I don't really, I don't have any guilt. I don't worry about it because I know I'm doing the heavy lifting right now to put me on the right trajectory. Again, if you're retired, you flip the script a little bit, still have an emergency fund, still save for big purchases, but you've got to figure out what does your plan, what have you, you've worked your whole life so you've got money hopefully saved and you've got pensions and social security. What does that create for income? And then what is your income capacity 
and live within your income capacity. Now, the only caveat to all of this is likely to change. Change is perpetual. You need to be, you need to be okay with the idea that if we have a 30 or 40% decline in the market, or you lose your job or your income goes down or, or all these other things that you might have to make changes along the way. That's where good, solid financial planning can help. Sit down with your advisor, sit down with us. Doesn't really matter or do it on your own, but make sure that you have a plan to get to and through the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years of your life. Again, I don't think you need to budget for every nickel you earn. Now you can do that. And I've already mentioned the tools necessary to get that done, but I do think it's important to build guardrails. Build those guardrails there, and that will help you have more financial success. Hey, I hope this was beneficial. And if you struggle with budgeting, I hope this simplified the idea and the process. If you follow these guidelines, it's my belief that you're going to have a better outcome in your budgeting experience and have a little bit more freedom because that's what we're all about is making sure you live your life the way you want to. Hey, my name is Jim Martin. I want to thank you for either watching or listening to our show today. Do me a huge favor. Make sure you leave us a five-star review if you got value out of this. Always happy to help. Check out the show notes if you want some links to Every Dollar or the Retire Smart Score or even connecting with us. But more than anything, we appreciate you listening. We'll be back next week. And remember, plan well and retire happy. We appreciate you joining us today for this episode of the podcast. Opinions voiced in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives. Information provided is not intended as tax or legal advice. You are encouraged to seek tax or legal advice from an independent professional. We are not affiliated with Social Security or any governmental agency. New River Financial Group LLC is a registered investment advisor offering advisory services in the state of Virginia and other jurisdictions where exempted. New River Financial Group LLC doing business as Martin Wealth Solutions. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining value.